Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spotlight Podcast. My name is Kim Lowe, and I'm your guide as we explore what is going on in nursing education across the country. In this episode, I talk with Hope Jones, Director of Simulation at Galen College of Nursing. We talk about how she's learned to teach to the student's level, her journey with simulation over the years, and how she hopes to never stop learning and being curious. I've been enjoying my talks with everybody, and I'm looking to talk to more educators and even students. If you or someone you know might be interested in talking to me about nursing education from an instructor or a student perspective, please don't hesitate to let me know. All right, now here's my chat with Hope Jones. Hope, can you tell me what your current title is? I am the Director of Simulation and Clinical Learning Lab at Galen College of Nursing. I, um, let's see, in 2005, I think, I don't even know how many years ago that is now, 14 years ago, 13, (laughs) Um, I just started teaching some clinicals, you know, while I was working part-time at the bedside, and um, slowly over the years, you know, did a little bit more and a little bit more, went back to school, and you know, it evolved into a full-time career in education. So it, it kind of drew you in? Yes. Um, I, it's kind of funny. I was just happened to be doing my CPR recertification at my job, at my bedside job. Um, I'd only been out of school for a couple of years. And um, I saw somebody that had been a professor when I was in nursing school. And she said, oh, you've been out two years now. You should come teach clinical. And so I had just then gone to part-time. And so I was like, oh, well, that might be fun. I'll try it. <laughs> so little did I know what I was getting into, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, and so um, we had a tuition remission benefit as, as an adjunct clinical instructor. So then I said, oh, well, I'll try taking a class in the master's program. <laughs> and um, just kind of went on from there. So you have your master's. Is that um, in nursing education, or what did you get your master's in? Yes, it is in nursing education. And um, that's really been helpful for me to have that kind of foundation and some educational principles and theories. Um, I think it's really helped me as I've been exposed to different types of situations and uh, things over the years. Yeah, I would agree. A lot of that stuff, you know, you don't think that the theory would work for something like as practical and as hands-on as teaching, but really it just gets down into your brain and it helps guide you yeah I can really tell a difference um when I I spend a lot of time working with faculty new faculty experienced faculty um and doing faculty development type things and simulation and um you can really tell when people have had some education formal education training versus um you know, I'm just going to kind of learn it as I go, which I think most of us have done, you know, over yes. the years. That was certainly me in the first, you know, five to seven years of my career in education. Something to be said for theory, and then there's something to be said just, you know, just doing it. So uh-huh. it kind of works both a little, ways. A mix of both. A mix uh-huh. of both is ideal. <laughs> yes, absolutely. I would agree. So what drew you into simulation? Is that where you started out um, with the clinicals? <sighs> Uh, no, I was just doing, you know, typical, your typical med-surg clinical, take the students to the floor, you know, they have a couple of patients, and um, did that for several years, and actually didn't really have any experience with it, and when I was in my master's program, I got the chance to go to a training that the other faculty at the school were going to, like, as part of my practicum experience, mm-hmm. and it really just kind of, it was a um, chance time that I was there, and they were like, oh, 
I don't know why, you know, you're young, you will be good at this. <laughs> like, I don't know why that would make me good at it, but <laughs> okay. Um, so I started out part-time doing some, you know, getting them started with it. You know, really, we all were starting together. I didn't have any necessarily expertise or anything in it. <laughs> and then um, that evolved, you know, over the years into a full-time position, just really you know, taken off. The last 10 years in simulation and nursing education has just exploded. And, um, you know, the changes, you know, I think back what we did when we very first started uh, doing simulation 10 years ago where I was, and I, we, I, I just laugh sometimes. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't believe we were doing it. Because <laughs> uh, there's so much more, um, you know, best practices and things now that we can be doing. Interesting. So can you give me an example of something that you did back then that you kind of giggle about now? Um, okay, well, so um, I think, and I, I think it's your clinical background, you know, a lot of, um, I had a more critical care background, you know, the cardiac focus, so we would pick out these scenarios for these nursing students, and it would be the most complicated thing you could possibly imagine. We thought that it was just so cool, like, oh, they'll get to see this and do this and do that, and then now looking back, I'm always thinking, so why is there any reason that this BSN pre-licensure nursing student needs to be able to do that (laughs) you know that's like a two-year out uh kind of kind of skill or or something so so that's really changed for me I also think we're really focused on the skills that they got to do you know the stuff um and now I've really changed my viewpoint that using simulation and nursing the kind of the biggest thing for your buck is going to be those situations related to communication or decision making you know not so much the stuff yeah which the students like to do you know they're like oh we didn't get to do this mm-hmm. <laughs> like, well sorry <laughs> yeah your soft skills need a lot of work so we're gonna do <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's the hardest thing it's the hardest thing for them to develop so it, it is um but they really like the stuff too though <laughs> <laughs> that's good so you've been in simulation for 10 years, um, and your viewpoint has changed a lot since then. Um, anything else uh, that's changed a lot that's kind of you've kind of marveled at within the, the School of Nursing Education? Well, I think um, I've always wanted to see change in everything I do. I'm always looking for a better way to do things or, you know, something different. I'm always the guinea pig. I'm like, oh, I'll try it. Let's do this. And it seems like all the time there's all these new things to do. You know, it's, you know, the e, the EMR, and then it was, um, you know, now it's virtual sim. Like, that's everywhere now. And um, so it's been really exciting for me to think about those, all of those things that are available to us to use. You know, it used to be that everybody had to, you know, kind of develop these things on your own, just out of creativity. Mm-hmm. And there's so many things that are offered now um, that you have the chance to, you know, implement with students. And I think back on my own nursing education, and it's like, you know, everything was learning clinical. If you didn't get it in clinical, you know, sorry about your luck to <laughs> learn that when you, you know, when you get to be a nurse. And um, I think that's different now. I think we understand that that doesn't really prepare people. So that I'm excited about that, about having opportunities to prepare them in different ways than um, perhaps in the past. Yeah, and I, I would agree. I mean, I've only been in the field of nursing education for a couple of years, uh, but just the amount of, like, former nurse educators that are out there, like, creating different things for students to ensure 
they have these skills that they drastically need. It, it it's just exploded. Mm-hmm. It's so neat. Yeah, so many of these things are start from you know a single nurse educator who has an idea or sees a gap, and you know they're like, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to figure out a way we can um, do this with the students, and you know a lot of them have grown from here. Yeah. So, is there something like neat or exciting or innovative that you're doing within your simulations uh, that you want to talk about? I would say I can tell you um, about my favorite simulation. I would love to hear. Um, my favorite simulation is probably multi-patient simulation. That's one of the things we hear from our practice partners, and I, I hear this across the country too, not just in our area. That that's one of the skills that students aren't coming out with right away, like being able to prioritize between multiple patients or their whole team, you know, that whole, all of the things that go into that is really complex. Yeah. Um, so we do have a simulation that we do that has three patients and they, um, you know, based on their report or their communication need to identify what the priority patient is and um, delegate. So it's the, the focus, while you, they think it's going to be you know, it's like, oh, i got to do all these things for all these patients. Our focus is really on the communication and the delegation within the team that's caring for those patients. And I think that's one of those skills that's really tough when you first get out. Like, it's a hard transition as you first go into nursing practice to be prepared to do that. When they're learning how to delegate, do the students really struggle with that? Does it take a while for them to get it? Like, what's mm-hmm. the sort of process? Oh, yeah. We bring it. We actually, here at Galen, we have... Um, programs for RN, BSN, and PN, practical nursing. Mm-hmm. So um, we can bring in the PN delegation to the, the practical nurse, you know, what the difference is between the registered nurse and the practical nurse. Um, and they really struggle with that. They really want, um, I think students want, they want checklists still, you know, a right and a wrong answer. Yes. And there's all kinds of different situations, you know, from one simulation to the next based on how the students handle it the answer could be a little bit different, you know, just like in real life. So there's a lot of gray, and uh, so sometimes they don't like that, but I think it's a good place to have a conversation Yes. <laughs> about, you know, what if this, and, well, in this time this was okay, but, you know, maybe in this time it wouldn't be. So it's really it really opens up the dialogue uh, for a lot of really kind of complex conversations to get them thinking. Yeah, that's, that's interesting because, you know, that helps them for the NCLEX as well as being practice ready because mm-hmm. that, that black and white just does not exist in either place. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, and it's really hard as for, <laughs> for students as they progress through the, through the program, I think, because they yeah. want to know the right answer. <laughs> and um, at the end simulation, there isn't always the right answer. So we try to focus on that versus the right answer so that we're not always, you know, looking down the checklist. You know, we always do this. Like, let's start thinking about this. So you have your favorite uh, simulation. Uh, do you need, do any uh, classroom time or anything like that? Or is it just strictly simulation? Well, as previously, um, not in my role now, we're working on getting this going, but we use simulation in the classroom. I've done that before as well. Mm-hmm. Um so where it's not your typical, you know, you think of a simulation center, there's a hospital room and a couple of students come in and, you know, take care of the patient and the situation. We've done things where we take um, the simulator into the classroom. So you have the whole class. That um, takes on a little bit different format because you have to figure out a way to engage the whole classroom. And it's hard 
um, if only a couple people are doing things. So um, you've really got to be creative in how you engage all the students. So that looks a little bit different, maybe breaking up into groups and having them plan or problem-solve things and then have people come over and carry out, you know, whatever they've decided they think the right thing might be to do. That's interesting. That's an interesting variation on the pair and share. So you went to nursing school in the early 2000s then? Yes, I did. I actually nursing with my second degree. I went back after I had a degree in biology Mm -hmm. and worked in research for a little bit. Really? And, um, yeah, I worked in um, spinal cord injury research at, like, an academic, you know, like a university. Mm-hmm. And um, I did, it was funny because I decided I didn't want to go on and get my PhD. And that's what, I ever, that's what you did then. You know, you had to go on and get that for yeah. research. And um, so I went back to nursing school. And then now here I am, I don't know, 14 years later, and I'm, get, I'm applying to PhD programs. Now. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't really know. I had to take the long circle around to that, <laughs> to that. But um, but I think it's been a good fit for me. That's that's really neat. So from spinal cord research to director of a nursing simulation, what's your PhD focus going to be in? Um, well, it's going to be in nursing, and um, I have not narrowed down my research mm-hmm. focus yet. But I would like to look at the transfer of learning uh, and behavior from simulation into the clinical environment. And so I don't know if that's going to be, I don't necessarily have a population picked out yet or anything. So, I mean, I think it could be anywhere from, you know, pre-licensure students through practicing, you know, healthcare professionals. So what did you um, struggle with when you first started teaching? I think I struggled with my expectations of the students. Even though I had not been out of nursing school for very long, my expectation of what students would be able to accomplish or do, maybe even in a specific time frame or over the course of a, you know, an entire course, I don't think it was very realistic at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, it's like I can remember thinking in my mind, I don't understand, like, why they can't take care of these patients. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there's so many things, you know, you catch yourself thinking things like that. But over time, you know, I, as I worked with that level of student a lot more, it was I was clear on what their preparation was prior to that, what I could expect. And then also, I think, looking back, like I probably didn't do a very good job of saying what the expectations were and breaking that down into small, achievable goals for, for students. So I think, you know, as you get more experience in education, you become better at helping the students do that, so your expectations can maybe raise a little bit, but definitely looking back, it was hard to transition from the practicing nurse and to the working with the pre-licensure student and kind of really where they were in their education and preparation. That's interesting. So did you have somebody like helping you out as you were learning all this, or was this just, you know, on your own kind of um, in the deep water? I think... <laughs> little bit of both. I mean, there were definitely people along the way who had a lot of experience. I had some professors while I was in my master's program in nursing education who really helped me, you know, kind of understand and apply these things to working with students. So that's really what I just, you know, you try to take in everything everybody's telling you. Um, And a lot of it, when you first start, if you think back on your own education and Mm -hmm. how you were educated, and, you know, using that, what works for you, 
and then I think over time you can kind of take all of those pieces and you find your own way your own way of doing things I'm always reading doing webinars all of those things I mean I'm kind of addicted to stuff like that people think I'm probably a nerd but no 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 no. (laughs) I'm always looking for those things trying to find out something else you know no, you know, that I think that's a sign of a great instructor. Uh, a lot of the instructors I've been talking to, uh, they're constant lifelong learners. Uh, they're always looking uh-huh. for ways to improve. And I think some of the instructors that are experiencing burnout, they're done with that stuff. So for me, that's definitely uh-huh. a sign of uh, a great instructor. Yeah, that's a really good point. That is, I never thought about it in terms of the burnout. But yeah, if... Yeah, I can see that about myself. If I ever wasn't interested in, you know, learning about different ways or seeking out new things, I think it would probably be time to do something else. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I think you have cycles, though. You know, you really, you have cycles. You do. You know, you get, like, for example, you know, I was teaching in clinical education for a long time, so I was really focused on that. And then as I moved into simulation, it gave me kind of a new thing to learn about. Even though it all applies to nursing education, it's still, um, so that's what's fun too, is you can kind of always find something, yeah, kind of like a new project or something that'll kind of pique your interest and keep you engaged. Well, who knows, maybe your uh, PhD will take you in an entirely new direction that'll be all exciting yeah. and you I know, won't even know. Well <laughs> <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Okay, and so I do ask everybody, um, what advice would you give to new nurse educators? I would say never stop asking questions. Always be curious and seeking out, you know, new resources and information and then using the expertise of those around you. Hey there, I hope you enjoyed that. Hope is a -a one-of-a-kind of instructor, and I'm glad she's out there challenging our future nurses. As I delve into the world of nursing education deeper and deeper, I see the absolute importance of mentors in the lives of new educators. I would encourage those with experience to make sure they reach out to the newbies. All the success stories we've had can be tracked back to the support system as they first started out. It gives me the warm fuzzies to actually think about that. Alright, thanks for joining me today. If you have any questions or want to talk to me about nursing education, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can reach me at spotlight at atitesting.com. Again, that's spotlight at atitesting.com. Have a great one. We'll talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.